Hey everybody, before we get started, I just want to thank Southwest Turf Support as being the primary sponsor of the From the Jingweeds podcast now. Southwest Turf Support supplies golf courses and professional sports fields with the highest quality products and services. Southwest Turf Support is based out of Phoenix, Arizona. They also cover New Mexico, Las Vegas, and Southern California. Some of the product lines that they cover is Florentine, Grow Power. They just picked up Turf Mend. They also distribute Guru Turf Colorants, which makes Desert Canyon Green shit. They also cover Ninja Tines, JRM Incorporated, and also Par West Turf Service Products. If you do have any questions or interest, please reach out to www.swturfsupport.com. On that website, you can find a full lineup of all their products, and also you can find their sales reps and find out which one you're going to call within your area. Once again, I just want to thank having you guys on board, www.swturfsupport.com. Thank you. Mention that you heard him on the Jing Weeds. Later. Stay pissed. Just go adopt a kid of your own if you want. I got so two bad. that I don't want. I don't want it. I want it. I'm like, I want to be a grandma, grandpa phase. You can visit. Well, your kids are old enough to procreate. Oh, oh, yeah. I don't want that now, though. Yeah, you're trying to keep your daughter off the pole the way it is. That's the idea, right? <laughs> trying to keep my daughter off the pole. That's the, that's the goal. Well, with that, <laughs> we, are, we are now going to join part two of From the Jingweeds, episode 85. We are now the after hours, after our winter seminar, um, it was well attended. Do you find that as big as it gets, Mark? That's as big as it's gotten. I think it's as big as it can get. Got you stuffy think so? in here. Yep. The house is awesome, but couple, one, two more people and no bueno. It's going to get too much. I mean, you listen yeah. to Spencer cook half the time, but it was great. It was absolutely great. I just think you got to watch the number now. Well attended. I think other associations should look into doing these you guys do it because most of these guys up here in the top ta- uh tahoe Truckee area don't get down to vegas to do or the seminars sacramento, there. Or sacramento or over the hill correct okay so you cover both the nevada and the california guys right and the the goal was always to grow it to the point of we're gonna go to a bigger house and for the longest time i had one pegged it was ready to go and for some reason i can't find it now so that means that I'll have to venture away from Truckee a little bit and potentially go into Reno and find something there that's massive or cap it. And we were actually talking about that with a couple guys as I was driving down that I think it was probably too many. Do you, yeah, do you kind of get it to – you? your goal is maybe to get it to a – you can't miss this event? Well, that was the whole idea in the beginning. I think everybody that's ever been to it always enjoys it and wants to come to it. Depending. I mean, you have some guys that don't want to do this kind of thing or some guys that don't want to be a part of it. You know, some of the assistants kind of get pulled in or maybe they don't want to or they're getting thrown into it or whatever. But for the most part, I think everybody who comes enjoys it. And, you know, um, I actually think it'd be good to have more of the Monterey and California guys. And then I can limit who I need to bring from Reno, Tahoe over because some of them, all of them don't really need hours. It's more for those guys to come to the event and do it. But GCSA hours, things like that, they want to have. But what I saw today was mostly people, and I like this idea that you guys actually have a quote-unquote somewhat downtime, or most of you do, you know, as far as, you know, maybe you're not mowing all the time. Maybe you're just 
you're Spencer sitting there kind of looking at a golf course, will you please either cover me with snow or get out of here so we can really get going? But you're not, yeah. it's side work, whatever. That's what we need in the Valley to kind of give that time where we have to get away to this must go to event where it's a lot more networking. Uh, what I watched was a lot of people. There was, yes, I know them. I know them. Hey, I haven't seen you since the last one of these things, you know, or last time I was down in this corner of whatever part. So that the networking that I saw there was great. Um, I just think that it needs to be done more. The issue you're going to have is raising money for this fucking kid cooking. <laughs> okay. What you pulled off yeah. in the past two days was pretty impressive. Um, the prime rib, sous vide style, threw it into coolers, filled it with water, and then just put the water at. We talked about it last night, and they came out money. Yeah, money. Was, Set uh, it to one thirty four, and it came out one thirty two. Yeah. Then yeah. you threw. <laughs> then you threw a blowtorch on it for fifteen minutes. Yeah. I didn't even eat anything else. It was just this giant slab of meat. We <laughs> put. We actually blew the breaker in the room we were originally cooking. Yeah. So when we got back from dinner, we went, oh, my God, it's not cooking. What are we going to do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it slid into your bed. Yeah. Yeah. I had to cuddle with <laughs> yeah. one of them last <laughs> night. But, you know. Kept it warm. Kept yeah. it warm. Well, at this time, I just want to uh, bring on another guest here. We have uh, Leah Winthrow. She is right. Withrow. No N in there, no right? N. No N. Fuck. I fucked it up. All right. <laughs> That's all right. Anyways. You are the head groundskeeper of the Reno Aces, which is the affiliate to, it's a AAA affiliate to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Yep. And I've heard that you don't like this, but I'm going to still say it. You're the first woman head groundskeeper within Major League Baseball. Um, I am the second in minor league oh, baseball. I fucked it up. <laughs> I am the youngest at the AAA level. There you go. To d- have the title, and I am one of two in minor league and one of four in all of Major League Baseball. So, of all 150 teams that are affiliated with Major League Baseball, only four female head groundskeepers manage those fields. And what is your normal reaction to when people ask that question? Fuck we, off. Right. <laughs> so we talk about yes. this all the time. My least that favorite was question, what I was hoping the for. So I, could, I, I didn't know like, how to word it. Don't fucking ask it, or I'm not going to answer. Is What's it like being a female in the turf industry? And I'm like, I don't know. What's it like being a guy in the turf industry? Correct. Yeah. I Correct. Hate that well, I happen to know one of her other favorite questions, too. Mm-hmm. Is Leah's got quite a Twitter following. Oh, God. Yeah. But how do you make the stripes? Oh, yes. Yes. Do you paint them? <laughs> Is it different heights of cut? Why, how do you get the light and the dark stripes in the grass? Uh, you just mow it one way, and then you mow it the opposite way. <laughs> it's real... Real hard. You what just gotta do it straight. What about the designs? Designs. I will give all credit, uh, design-wise, to my assistant. He's way more artistic than I am. I just am the more mechanical mind to make his creativity come to life. But yeah, we are big design guys. With all the spare time we don't have, we think we can make all these big designs. I was gonna say, is this a your decision, or is it someone that comes to you and says, "Hey, we want to. Can you pull this off?" Or, you know, I remember back. With, you know, I used to, the school I went to, we got to meet the head groundskeeper of the Diamondbacks uh, fields. So we would go down there, and he said that this is back when Steve Finley was playing, that they purposely had to mow the outfield a certain direction because Steve Finley, the center fielder, wanted to count stripes as he was, like, peripherally as he was heading 
to the wall. back to the wall. Yeah. You know, and you knew so how much ground. So where does that play at your level these days? Because it's all yeah. about a lot of fields. It's like so what major can league you do fields with it? have control. Like obviously, like San Francisco won't let Greg Elliott mow anything. That's why he has a he neutral mows, and yeah. then like Yankee Stadium has their pattern and whatever. But uh, we that's the beauty of minor league baseball is no one gives a fuck, so we get to do whatever we want. Oh, nice! And uh, we just kind of go nuts with it sometimes, and sometimes I'm like, uh, we just did Nitro Circus in a concert, and I'm tired, and we're just putting checkers in. Yeah. Um, is that the biggest change since you started in this? Is the other multiple events? That you deal with the event. Um, I'm more of an event planner now than I have ever been a turf manager, which is wild. And I get more questions from Leah about what's it gonna ha- what's gonna happen when everybody's gone. Right. So she'll call me out and go, "Okay, this is what the plastic looks like. This is how much it's yeah. gonna go. This is how long Wh- it's down this for. This long it's down for. What do I have to do to make sure that I'm not gonna pull this back and it's gonna be just a mess? You know, and, and to to pivot back on the first conversation you had about the players and how Steve Finley, I can I can give you a little info on that. Um, when I was in Arizona working for Target, I, and Timplot, I called on Joey Fitz at the Dodgers when he was there and Kevin for the White Sox that he was there and he used to make me laugh so hard because Joey would say that certain players in the minor leagues or even in the major leagues would come to the spring training and go, hey, um, the outfield over here is blah, 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 or the warning track is blah, 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 blah. And Joey would go, yeah, I'll, I'll work on it. I got it. I'll get you taken care of. And the next day, he would do absolutely yeah. nothing, and they would come up and go, thanks so much for taking care of that. And Joey would look at me and go, I do nothing. Do you do that same thing? Um, some days. Things that are in my control, like can you make sure the mound's a little less – it was a little wet last night. Can we dry it out? Or the plate needs to be a little more wet or whatever. Things that are in my control, like – the answer is always no until you ask. All you got to do is ask me. I can fix almost everything. But, like, pattern stuff, timing of what when they want the chalk down. I had a – there was – we had a weird player that wanted – he needed the boxes chalked pregame while he was warming up so that he could watch Max chalk the boxes visually so he knew – the same boxes that are chalked every day that are the same size with the same metal stencil that never changes, um, he knew what size the boxes were going to be that night. I was like, they're the same every night, but <laughs> I'll just let you think whatever you need to think, bud. Just wow. As long as you make sure wow. this game is under four hours, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of pressure do you get um, You know, from – do you get it from the coaches? Is that who you're listening to? Like as far as you guys may have a pitcher that throws sinkers. And you want them hitting ground balls. Do they ask you, hey, you know, Jimmy's pitching on Thursday. Can you make sure that you maybe don't mow the infield to slow the balls down to create oh, yeah, that we type get, of stuff? Yeah, we'll get weird ass like that all the time. And like I, like I said, if it's a, within my control, yes. Yeah, we I got can, a kid that can bunt unbelievable and we I want him bunting four times infield. tonight. That's so literally, the shit if out ask of. me to never mow the infield again, that'd be great. That's <laughs> one less hour I have to spend doing something. So that's fine. In uh, being in the baseball, the skin is equivalent to what we say on the golf course. It's our greens, right? Everything, or that's the first thing you're checking all the time? Yeah, so I'll start watering that infield dirt two days before a homestand. I will flood it, and, like, Reno, 
weather is hot and dry. We are in single-digit humidity here. It doesn't exist. So I am flooding probably two inches of water on the infield skin two days before a homestand. And then every night post-game, same thing, two inches of water. And then it's just every day pretty much when I go in, my routine is mow, water the infield. Do something, water the infield. Patch the mound, water the infield. It's always like something and then go back and water the infield because the moisture on the infield is 90% of my job. And are there standards or is it just what you feel playability kind of like we look at our greens? I start with we do we do the knife test. So we just have our the knife we carry on. We stick it in the dirt. If we can get it in and out like a cleat would, yeah. call it good. Um, there are some players that they always want it more wet. And then the clubbies are like, can you not make it so wet? I spent two hours scrubbing clay off the cleats last night. So I do it to what I like. And then when the big guys come down to rehab, we make it a little bit more wet or make it a little bit more dry. I know okay. Grant in Arizona keeps it pretty wet. So okay. if we get big league guys down, I'll put a little bit more water down. Okay. That's very interesting. And I don't know. It's just weird. So, you went to school for turf for turf and ended up in sport and like baseball or did you kind of like grow up working on baseball fields uh no my my degree is in sports turf management okay i am not a morning person getting up here i not a good time the first two <laughs> three four hours of this whole day was not a good time for me um i cannot imagine getting up at 4 a.m and mowing there's nothing I want to do less <laughs> in the world. I can't do it. So, like, I kind of fell into sports because I can't do mornings, and I'd rather be up at night. So, baseball, I don't start till like, 9 or 10, and then I get done at, like, 10 or 11. So, that's fine with me. Okay. And how early before the games, homestand, what's your day look like when – so, you got a games in there Friday evenings and then Saturday day games and then Sunday day games. Is that what like a weekend would look like? Uh, we do uh, the only day game we have is a Sunday. Oh, so okay. we have basically six thirty five games all week. Yep. Uh, minor league schedules Tuesday to Sunday and every Monday is off through the season. Okay. So Tuesday through Saturday is the six thirty five. I'll get there at between nine and ten, depending on when BP is. Yep. Um, and then I'll probably leave whenever the game gets over and our freaking games go forever, but probably around 11. And you kind of leave what you have done for the night other than maybe drag, or do you get out there and you're now wetting that infield before you go home? Uh, yeah, no. So I'll drag the infield again. My crew will sweep off the mound and plate and soak like okay. full water, standing water in the holes of the batter's boxes. Um, same with the bullpens. And then I will flood the infield skin, like two inches of standing water on the infield skin. And how is that irrigated? Overhead irrigation, or do you have like a sub? Uh, thankfully, because we used to have a soccer team, we installed infield irrigation. So there's about six heads on the back arc and four on the inside that will just soak the infield, and that'll put a good layer on it, and then I'll just hand okay soak it as well just to get some extra. You literally cannot put enough water on it here in Reno. Yeah. It's not possible. I did hear you mention while we were eating dinner, you were talking to a group saying something about the soccer field. So you used to have a soccer team that would come in and play there. Yeah. And can you throw that number out, what you guys would, what it cost? Minor, so it's minor leagues. It was basically like AAA soccer. It's USL. Yeah. Um, feeding team for major league soccer 
Uh, there's a lot of stadiums doing it where they put a rectangle sport on baseball, which is a fucking joke, and I hate it. Yeah. And it's a giant waste of time and money. And to do a conversion costs about $10,000 in sod and labor and all yeah. the other stuff, supplies. We lost $3 million in four years having soccer on a baseball field. Wow. And that's the organization of the Reno Aces loses that? Correct. Holy so shit. we're privately owned. Mm-hmm. We have a private owner. We're not a county-owned stadium or anything. So it's good and it's bad because then you get experimental stuff like that because they can flip the bill and figure it out. But it's it just wasn't the market for it. We just Reno doesn't pull really well for soccer. And there are some places like Albuquerque, El Paso, Tacoma. They still have their USL teams because they still pull well. But I know those groundskeepers are close to that door because it's just it's a lot of extra work it's a never-ending homestand mm-hmm. you never get a day off because as soon as baseball leaves soccer comes in as soon as soccer leaves baseball's back and it's just a never-ending cycle is your uh your monday that you have off is that your big cultural day like that's you're running my spray day okay guaranteed spray day every monday it's okay. fantastic i'll come in we it's a sunday day game come in monday spray and then i'm off to the beach Deuces. We'll figure everything else out while the team's gone for the next five days. But. Okay. And, and you got lucky this year that the way the schedule worked, it was actually like two weeks, right? There was something where it was a week on, week yeah. off, right? So you, you had a pretty regimented so, schedule where it wasn't like, oh, we're here for three days and then we're gone yeah. for three days. Because of COVID, they had to limit the travel of yeah. the team. So they basically did six game blocks. So you were in Sacramento for six and then you were in Reno for six and then you went to Tacoma for six and then you were back in Reno for six. You know, you get, did get a couple, like, 12 gamers or 12 games away. Okay, yeah. So, like, there are a couple back-to-backs. Those are long road trips for those guys. I felt real bad. Right, um, yeah. And then it's long home stands for us. But the way they redid the minor league schedule because of COVID, I have zero complaints. Last year, I was going to say, are they going to stick with that? Last year was that, a Wednesday. A Every day was an off day, which was great. This year it's a Monday. I don't. I could care less as long as I have one day every day. Every week yeah. that nobody is using the field. You can't put an event on it because it's a Monday. You can't play baseball on it because the league says you can't. I'm spraying. I'm doing whatever I need to do. I'm guaranteed one cultural day. Yeah, and it was a really good because, you know, coming down and visiting Leah, going through it, helping her out, it was good on our end, too, to be able to help and kind of plan, right? We could, we could plan better because before <laughs> it was like, Okay, we're gonna spray this pigment. We're Maybe. gonna spray this iron, right? Maybe. What, right, and what are we gonna get? Are we gonna get the players? Are we gonna get dirty? Are we gonna get this? Now it's like you have this week to completely plan what you're doing, and it's usually almost an every two week event, if I remember yeah. right. And it was it was golden. I mean, we were able to. I mean, you know, program for baseball was great because if you think about watching baseball now in the majors, right? It's like. Some home stands are twelve games. Yeah, Some yeah, home stands yeah. are three games, and yeah. then you know the guys just playing this accordion of like you know yin yang, not knowing. So I can say I think this year, at least planning wise, helping out was like game changer. Yeah, we game it was changer. regimented. It was totally scheduled. So I bet you. I bet golf. you look for. Was, you I bet you look forward towards the, it going back to normal. Or mm, you think that I don't think minor league baseball wants to do it. One because normally minor league baseball went. April to we were done at end of August latest, including playoffs. So like you still major league season goes till September and then playoffs, October, November. So like you had all these major minor league guys now going home with still a month left and you're pulling these guys from across the country. Well, now 
our schedule now matches better with major league schedule. So they get us till the end of September, the same as them. And then whenever playoffs happen, they can pull whatever guys they need to from AAA and they set their 40 man and then everybody's good for the rest of the season. So major league likes us because we got that day yeah. guaranteed. It pushed our schedule back a month, which perfectly fine with me because our falls are wonderful here. So I'd rather play fall baseball here than spring. So that's fine. Yeah. So not to, kind of rewind too far here but you're talking about spraying every monday hey what are you spraying and like you know as a golf course guy i'm thinking about tees greens fairways and i'm probably never spraying my rough on right. my golf course yeah. and i look at the outfield as rough grass right it's and funny, do you treat the outfield sitting, and the infield differently sitting here today like listening to all these presentations about how much it costs per acre and like all these guys are like trying to do math for thousands of acres and i'm like i have two and a half <laughs> <laughs> i don't have almost nothing compared to what you guys are dealing with so like do you have anything that sits outside like a little infield skin for just you know like infield work or you know any of these little mini fields that are connected to it do you have anything like that outside of yours no no i i mean i have landscape the berm the seating berm and then the front yard but like but you don't have that, like a mini practice field no. close by it's just the stadium and that's just it. the stadium so like spray wise for Spencer's question was every two weeks is a foliar once a month is a soil once a month is an acid once a month is well every six weeks is a granular and then every uh, no secrets you don't have to so many weeks <laughs> is our PGR program so like whatever it falls on close enough to that Monday is what's getting sprayed okay so if it's a foliar then that's what it is. If it's the soil, then that's what it is. If it's the acid, that's what it is kind of thing. It's it. I, I can say from helping her out, it's, it's two and a half acres, and it's got to look perfect every time. It's on TV. <laughs> so, like, local TV does air all of our stuff. You got to take into account all of the – all the film goes to the Diamondbacks. All the other film is highlights and stuff that goes on social. So, like, the amount of exposure I get – in a day compared to like a local a regular oh, yeah. golf course would or just a, a PGA tour course when they're yeah. not on tour like is significantly more even though it's not like major league t TV time it's still TV time yeah, so right. like yep. I go it's if I have a couple dead spots or some weird disease on my rough or fairway like people fucking know yeah and they will let you know on social. They ain't scared to yep. let you know on Twitter that you got a weird spot in right field. And they're like, yeah, I fucking know. You don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking I extreme green that. I got yeah, some right, pigment right, on there right, and it didn't right. fucking work. So, like, yep. just ignore it and watch the game. Yeah. I would say, I would just say, you know, back to that, I would say that it's, you know, honestly by design over juice. Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's yeah. completely yeah, sure. over juice, right? Yeah. Just talking about the granular and the liquid. And, and it needs to be because it's getting beat up. You also got to take, yeah, when, and I'm like, I'm saying when they do go out of town, it's not like I get six days where I'm just like fucking around. Oh like, yeah. Right. It's a concert. It's a nitro circus. It's a wedding. It's a gala. It's a, what's the best thing you ever had there that you were just so like, much. all right, that was a lot of work, but like nitro circus, like, was that like those dudes just idiots? Honestly, Nitro Circus is like the most turf-friendly event you could do. I'd rather do Nitro than a concert. Because they cover it all first, Just because, right? one, they only take up a third of the field. So, like, they were only from, like, right field through, like, first base into the infield. Like, they really didn't take up much room. And then everything's inflatable. They lay oh, out yeah. their own stuff. Um, they have their own drivable flooring. They have 
their trailer they set up like I had no injury to the turf from that event specifically like none and they came in at 7 a.m and they were gone at midnight like they they have a tour they are on a mission they got multiple cities to go to so like they don't fuck around either so I loved working with them they were great but it's the concerts. They I was have gonna to say the concerts banging. Lay in the flooring like spikes. two days before and set up the stage and then do the sound checks and then it takes them forever to tear down the stage and tear up the flooring and then it's all the garbage and all the. So are a lot stuff. of those people. So when I was doing the tour every year, I was constantly losing my mind because some bozos driving through the native, driving where he shouldn't be, and coming to find out these are all like union guys and no one can even yell at them. So yeah. is it yeah. kind of the same thing there? It's like. These guys are just going to do what they're going to do and work at their pace. and A little bit. Um, well, well, that kind of reminds me of the TikTok that you had. That oh, yeah. R- run a mile, right? Okay. You drive on the field. You run a mile, right? I mean, that's kind of <laughs> Honestly, that's pretty close, right? That's Am I right? Was. I mean, like, for the most part, these guys do multiple stadiums a year. So they right. dealt with multiple groundskeepers and they know what the fucking rules are. And the shit that pisses mm-hmm. me off is like when they know the rules and they don't give any fucks. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, you know, yeah, this talk, you can't do this. Oh yeah, I know. Okay. Well then don't fucking do it. <laughs> oh. No, thanks on that department S- dealing with them. It, and it's all the time, right? It's thankfully, We've steered our front office has steered away from like doing like 10 to 12 little events and are focusing more on like three to four big events, mm. which is fine with me. Yeah. So we're doing more of that. So I do get more of those off weeks, which is nice. And then I can do more stuff. But I mean, there's still little stuff. We still do high school baseball. We're trying to plan some UNR games. We're doing community stuff, which is fine. Baseball camps, whatever. And those are those are a little bit harder on the field because they're repeated use in the same area over and over where like a concert's just like you lay the flooring and hope nothing grows underneath it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. What's the best concert ever rolled through there? Uh, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> really? I'll contend to that. Yeah. Actually, my neighbor went to the, one of the concerts, the um, Latin concert and said it was phenomenal. But honestly, with Reno being a, you know, Mini Vegas. I was just gonna say Vegas Junior. Yeah, we have a bunch of venues. There's just too many options. Too many options. Yeah, and and, you know the casinos are gonna pay more money because they're gonna get them to go back to the casino. Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. and be part of that. And they actually had a pretty good agreement for a long time with one of the casinos in town that was basically the Reno Aces parking, which was the Harrah's in the in the thing was there. And so it was kind of nice because you'd go to the Harrah's and park, and it cost five bucks, but then everybody's coming back to the Harrah's and they're playing. But Harrah's decided to get out, and then they're building condos there. So now the parking is really difficult. I mean, people have to park. Unless you know the head groundskeeper and you can go in the back entrance. Correct, which is the best way to go without a doubt. Did you get those hobos out of there, though? Yeah, we bought that whole property, and we put up a 12-foot fence that goes all the way down. So you can't go back there. So it's just load up a Yeti cooler. In your back of your truck, you drive it down, put it in the shop. You don't have to pay for beer at the stadium. I'll get you tickets, and you just hang out. Yep. And the, the funny thing I was telling Matt about the uh, – All right, so is baseball <laughs> going to happen this year? <laughs> yeah. That's the next year. Minor league baseball has its perks. Like, yeah. everyone's going for that major league job. Everybody wants to go to the show. Everybody wants that. And it's all it's fine and dandy, like, but it's just the grass like isn't always greener. You can sit in a place like my place, family-owned. I get to do what I want to do um, and continue to make it – you know, almost the way I want to make it. Hey, we trust you. Whereas 
I could go work up the street, but then I'd have to listen yep. to fucking <laughs> 600 bosses plus a Members. couple of clowns that don't even know what I'm doing, pointing the finger at me that everything's my problem. So, yeah, I, I can totally see that it works out. Well, why why would the ownership have these concerts if there's if nobody good's going there? They got to be money makers, right? Oh, they're big money makers. They're big money makers. It's I'm not saying it's not a good concert, it's just not a concert I would go to. It's um, a lot of Latin concerts, so I don't understand what's happening yeah. most of the time. I took French in high school, my mistake. Oh, good um, call. <laughs> yeah, how's that working? Well, time out, time out. I have family. My dad's whole side of the family is in Quebec, so like I okay. wanted to be able to communicate yeah. with family, so I was like, French, so I took four years of French, and then I got into this industry, and I was like, well, I should have maybe taken Spanish. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, um, <laughs> we'll give you a pass on that just <laughs> right, for the, the right. family, but... <laughs> It's it's okay. The concerts are they make money. I did get a very nice bonus at the end of the year because the concert made good money. So it's you. There's a payout for employees that do put time and energy into it, and they they. It's not for lack of noticing that I was at that stadium for 20 hours. I put a hammock in my office and mm-hmm. slept there yeah. that night, and it was fine, but like not ideal. Yeah, I guess it goes back to you didn't get into this. To put on concerts. No. But that's how the game's changed. I mean, like, that's why a lot of teams are going artificial in the major league level, like Miami and Arizona just did it. So There's rumors of I other was teams gonna going to ask you in. that. Did, you know, and I know the answers, but I'm just going to ask it anyways, is so the Diamondbacks go ahead and they pull all their turf out and they put in uh, synthetic. And I asked you, knowing that you just did a field renovation, but was there pressure being the AAA team of the D-backs to, for you guys to move to synthetic just because that's what they're going to play on if they make it up to the next level? No. It was completely separate. And the only reason they did it in Arizona is to host more events because they were already hosting the Monster Trucks of rallies and they were already hosting the concerts. And, I mean – unfortunate to our industry like the upper management don't doesn't know and they just see price tags on having to resod and resod right. and resod little do they know that that artificial turf is going to have to come out in like five years because it's all fucked up that's the unfortunate thing that they just what they don't know they don't know but as far as reno was concerned when we did our renovation it was never a thought it was always going to be natural just because reno is the most ideal place to grow grass we never pull knock on wood we never pull tarp so like I mean, we've never had an issue growing grass. I feel like it was more of if it was a shitty field and, like, they didn't have a good person to manage and they didn't yeah. have the time, we probably would have gone into consideration, but it was never a... And, and I think, if I remember right, Arizona wasn't also doing... I mean, obviously, financially, it was a big part of that, being able to host events and do that, but if you ever remember going to games... The outfield, because of the way the stadium was built, oh, yeah. was, was yeah. all, I mean, it never grew. Yeah, Grant, they couldn't quite figure Grant out the right grass to get there. Correct. The and it shade was, in that stadium, Grant yeah. was fighting constantly. And, correct. like, he had the grow lights and he had the roof open when he could, but it's Arizona in July, and they want to close the roof two hours before the game to air condition everything because the seats are too hot. And, like, so he yeah. was battling multiple environmental issues on top of events and so they just were like well we'll just put synthetic in and that'll fix all it of was, our problems as you know just being on the grass side of it is very interesting amongst a bunch of us talking that after all these years of putting in that much effort to try and figure out what grass grows in there to just go no 
Well, what sucked was done. Grant had finally figured it out. That last two years yeah. was dialed in, but they had already made the decision. And yeah, I had heard that, that it was part of the the plan is to that stadium needs help, and maybe we move it out of there and maybe get it onto like the Scottsdale area. And I had heard they put that in there because the plan was to get the new stadium and it was going to be a full dome all the time. None of the rah-rah, hey, we can open the roof because we can't open it, you know, maybe early spring. And then if they ever make it deep in the playoffs, we can open the whole place up, which is badass to see games in there when it is 70 degrees out at night. Yeah. And it's rocking and Barry Bonds hits a ball off Kurt Schilling out the window. That was like the greatest memory I've ever had in that stadium. Being a Red Sox fan, I don't really care. <laughs> but it was awesome. It's a, it's a tough battle Major League Baseball is facing because they want to do events and they want to do stuff and they don't want to pay head groundskeepers enough money to do it. So, it's, uh, What are you hearing down the pipeline of baseball happening? I mean, at the minor or league level, we've experienced a lot of changes. After Major League Baseball bought us out, I was just telling those guys at dinner, like, and for the better of minor league baseball, honestly, mm-hmm. in the in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot of changes happening that are hard right now. Um, so they changed. Minor league baseball no longer exists. I should stop calling it that. It's called the Player Development League, the PDL is the new title of it. So the PDL came out, and they have all these new stadium requirements so we just redid our field, and we are the only minor league field to the PDL standard because we built it when we were going through this renovation process. We had to submit the plans to MLB. This is our grade. This is the distance between here and here. This is the grass we're using. This is the infield dirt we're using. And MLB had to say yes, and they did. Um, and here's our ag plan. Yeah. And so you had to meet their grades, and then they have every minor league groundskeeper now has to submit a groundskeeping program to Major League Baseball. You now not only have – the head groundskeeper has to be degreed. In the this fucking document they make you fill out, you have to have a two- or four-year degree or approval from a parent your parent club to be a head groundskeeper – Without a certificate. I thought she was going to say your parent. Yeah. Like, yeah. You need the parents <laughs> and guardians to, to get this off, off no. you know? Mama said no. Mama said it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Papa Diamondback, if yeah. I didn't have my turf degree, had to say, yes, she's a qualified groundskeeper and sign off that I can still work there. Like, they are now pedigreeing fucking head groundskeepers in minor league baseball because there's so many bad fields because there's so many unqualified head groundskeepers, unfortunately. So they did that, and then they also – Make you submit your entire plan from March to October. So what you were spraying when, when you were aerating, when you were top dressing, your uh, IPM, your everything. You had to tell them that you were doing all these things, and then you had to submit all your equipment. Is that – do you submit past year what you did or what you plan on doing for What this you plan coming? on doing okay. for the 2021 season. Okay. Now I have a new one coming hopefully next week. Um is the 2022 one. What products are you using? When are you using them? Blah, blah, blah. And then equipment-wise, they had to be like, do you have a mower? Do you own or lease it? Do you have a sprayer? Do you own or lease it? Do you have two workmen? Do you own or lease them? And it's more for like the single-A clubs that don't have those things, and now it's forcing those clubs to buy those things, which is is awesome, and it's forcing those groundskeepers to now make a plan and actually keep up those stadiums so they don't go to trash. 
but it's hard, hard when you're dealing with a stadium built 20 years ago Mm -hmm. and now you're having to comply to all these things that a, you don't have the funding for. Right. Cause now MLB is not buying them a mower. Those clubs have to somehow come up with money. Yeah. To buy this equipment. Well, that was kind of the question I was going to have. You were saying that MLB is requiring a degree because the guys or gals working in those single A, double A. You can a, say guys. It's okay. No, guys or gals no. are doing that. <laughs> Four. And, hey, that's, you know. And, but my question is how much of that is funding? Because I, I think Matt would agree, Spencer would agree, on the golf side. I mean, I've heard you talk about it on the pod all the time, yeah, right? This is exactly Don't what I was get mad say. about what's going on across the street. He might not have the resources yeah, right. to do it. So yeah. my question to you is, is it the lack of ability of the head groundskeeper or is it the lack of ability to fund what needs to get done on a basic level for the groundskeeper? Does, does double A and single A have enough money to even buy fertilizer, to even have an edger, to even have enough employees to do what needs to well, get that's, done? That's what's changing. Like a lot when they restructured everything, like, there were teams, Fresno went from being triple A to single A because they didn't keep up their facilities and they didn't have a program and they didn't have the funding to keep up. Then St. Paul Saints went from being an indie ball team to a triple ball, triple A team because they had a brand new stadium. They had the funding, they pulled well. So like there were certain things that then they rearranged everything they took into account of those things. So if you were a single A, you were expected to, have this expectation and then if you're double a you have this expectation and triple a etc but what's the best thing that's probably happened to minor league baseball for groundskeepers is putting stock in us like Mm -hmm. telling telling your teams you need a qualified educated head groundskeeper to run your facility otherwise it's going to go to garbage is some like there's nobody else that works in that stadium that is required to have the degree for that job like you could have been a fucking mechanical engineering major and you're selling tickets yeah. and MLB ain't going to say shit about it, but I can't do that anymore. So like that means I'm worth something to you. And before groundskeepers were a dime a dozen and you could trade us and switch us and whatever you want. Well, now I'm worth something. Okay. So that's really big for us. So on that, is there like a, an MLB agronomist that goes through your plan and or dictates that this is the expectation, or is there like a, a BMP book I or something like that? I don't know who listens to this podcast, so I don't know how much I can say. Everybody um, listens you know to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you be as careful as let's you just, want. Yeah, yeah this, let's um, just cut the shit Do you know Brightview here. Landscaping? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Brightview Landscaping. Yeah. Um, Mike Murray is like president of Brightview. He is the mastermind agronomist making all of these decisions. And that's the information I have that I will share. But do you you have visits from, (laughs) so do you have visits, you know, from a representative that just comes out? So currently we're, um, the PDL is broken up into regions and you all have a, everybody has a regional manager and 20% every year for the next 10 years or whatever it is are being evaluated. So like the Oklahoma city Dodgers, I know just went through it. The blue Wahoos just went through it. I don't know who else, but they have a, I don't even know what they're called. A freaking 
Like a consultant? Yeah, like a consultant reviewer comes out with your regional manager and they check your grade. They check your mound height. They check the distance in your bullpens. They check the wall pads to make sure that they're four inches off the ground from whatever. They make sure that everything's padded. They They do the entire stadium and then they grade you and you have 10 years to fix it. After the date that they Ten gr- years. that they grade you, really? That's, All right, yeah, I wish I had that. <laughs> hey, my grades are dead, but I got ten years <laughs> to get them. Ten years back to get them back. Yeah. I mean, you're talking that bunker like, project's gonna take you <laughs> ten years. So yeah, I'm golden. You're talking like twenty year year old architecture, though. Oh like yeah, some for of these sure. stadiums were built in before I was born, and I know that makes you feel dumb. I'm sorry, no, it Mark. Does. He like stopped it. in his I tracks. No, but, but like, I want to go back to the part where you said everybody's got to be qualified because in our industry, the way it works, or in the, in the golf industry, here's how it works. You got somebody coming out of school. He becomes an assistant. Usually he runs up the ranks, right? So he's in school. He's spray tech, does an internship, comes an assistant, hopefully becomes an assistant somewhere else, becomes, you know, moves up the ranks, right? Goes to this club, goes to this bigger club, goes to this bigger club. And then he says, okay, I'm time to take my first soup job. So now he starts applying for these big jobs, right? So he's applying for big jobs, he's getting shut down. He's getting applied for big jobs, he's getting shut down because he doesn't have the experience. So then he's like, okay, I gotta take this middle job or this crappy job. So now he's at this crappy job, qualified person that has zero money. Why are you talking about me? I'm not. I'm talking about everybody. I was literally I'm, thinking no, the same no, thing. No, no, I'm not. I'm talking about you know the uh, the couple other golf courses in Carson City. I'm talking about a couple golf courses that are in Reno that I know really well that you know can't hire somebody i i help oversee a golf course that you've helped out a lot um you know with with just helping them right big donator yeah big donator big (laughs) big corporate sponsor (laughs) um, do you get free tea times yes but but they will never have a superintendent they're an 18 18 golf course they've got 17 acres they will have somebody who's going to mow and take care of the property but first time somebody goes in there he doesn't have a budget. He doesn't have enough money to do anything. He's got equipment that's 13, 14, 15, so, 25 years So what old. are they doing? Like, are they running right. a business or what are they doing? Are they just have, well, they're is starting the money... to finally see a profit because golf is finally boomed, right? But for well, it sounds year... like they fucked it up a long well, time yeah, ago. And, and this boom ain't going to last they forever. They had married it in eight or nine years. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Don't need that. Yeah, that's standard. He's got and 10 years to straighten it out, right? And it's only $18, so you, then you get the place getting torn to shit. But, like, back to the single A, double A, like, what do you, I mean, how do they, how does an owner support it if they're not just going to be, like, in a fair estimate, well, $3 million in four years of losing money? That was I mean, don't, not everybody can do that. So you're single A in Fresno now, yeah. right? Okay, now you go from triple A to single A, so now you know that your attendance is going to go down. Right? They're not going to come for single A as much as they're going to go for triple A. So now you're going to have less money. So how do they – I guess my point is they've been penalized. How do they even be able to recoup before somebody goes, all right, I'm out. I'll wash my hands and we're not going to have a baseball We've had team. this talk very extensively last week at the SPMA, SFMA. They're not. SFTMA. Whatever. They changed their name. B- the sports turf managers, sports field managers yeah. conference last week in Savannah. Um, we do like a minor league winter meeting on the tail end of it. And it's just minor league 
guys sitting in a room and we finally had this and discussion. Gals. And gals. Guys, don't make it fucking weird. <laughs> it's so weird. Usually I'm the one that makes it fucking weird and I was just yeah. watching You're losing this one. Yeah. You're going to lose every time. But we had this talk was MLB does not give a fuck because any city big enough could pop up a single A team anywhere. Tahoe could put up a fucking single A team if Fresno's like, no, they're like looking for cities and they're like, hey, could you fund like, could you get the city of wherever to fund $2 million? We'll put in another $2 million and you can have a single A team. And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So like Major League Baseball, if you can't keep up, you're fucking out. There's a million other cities in this fucking country that will gladly take your team. So like that's where they're at with that one. Uh -huh. And or they're going synthetic because they're like, we can't pay a guy. We don't have time. We're just going to put turf in there and sweep it every once in a while. And Isn't the jury kind of out on the synthetic thing? I mean, I, I know very little about it, but in the long term, it, it just doesn't pay off, does Correct. it? Correct. But big, like, big so people why? in big positions don't know that. And big people in big positions don't ask little people in our positions that question. And they don't do the full math on it, and then they make that decision, and then in ten years, I We've I lost will put three million dollars. I'm gonna put it's on record. We're on record. Yeah. I'm gonna put a hundred dollars on it Ooh. that in the next ten years Arizona goes back to natural. Um. Yeah. I. Th right. I, I think stamp. there's gonna be, and I can agree with you there. And let's pull out. I believe there's going to be a mandate by these by NFL is going to oh, make yeah. every NFL team. Oh yeah, NFL too. That one's yeah. a big a base, one. It's all going to end up being because these dudes are going to start. You make way too much money to get fucking hurt on turf. I'd be fucking pissed if I was those guys. If I was yeah. like, if I was playing on a natural surface, I wouldn't gotten hurt, I mean, and I would have made my three million dollar bonus or whatever it was. I'd be fucking. Yeah, I'd and be the numbers pissed. are there. That's the thing. Is now there's research numbers that say numbers are up of injuries concussions all the shit well, on that, those numbers have been around for 10 years I know, but they? it seems people are just listening now it takes a minute yeah i guess yeah but we're gonna i don't know i agree with you though i think it'll be back to and i don't know if it'll be teams. in that stadium but i because i think they'll do it right next time that you can grow through something yeah. i know the technology's better now or maybe how about maybe angle that stadium just a hair so it catches the right sunlight. Or like you, do, you do like a Miller Park style roof where you get more open That's what I mean. Roof and you get better growing. Or Seattle, they do great up there too. Like I know Tim in Seattle, great guy. I know I worked in Milwaukee as an intern there for the yeah. summer and it same thing. It was awesome as long as the roof's open and as long as. Is it true that baseball stadiums have to face a certain direction? Um, I think it's a more superstitious thing for the owner. Okay. Wow. I just figured because of the huh. sunlight, the way sunlight passes over yeah, the stadium. Yeah, I, I would have thought that I'd have built it in a way that it well, catch more sun. Well, our fucking stadium was built really fucking shitty mm -hmm. because yeah. first pitch, the sun is right in the pitcher's eye, and it oh. doesn't go down until about second inning. And we had an issue this year where she actually had a spot where the, oh the, yeah the uh, well i'll let you explain it it's easier the fucking press box glass the reflection reflects would burn. and would burn the shit out of my right field grass and i couldn't figure out why that was always fucking hot i was like it's getting oh, soaked man. every day and then i was mowing one day i normally mow in the morning but i was 
I didn't wake up mowing in the afternoon. I fucked one. around and went to the beach or something. I don't know. <laughs> Came in at five beach. to mow. Yeah. Came in late to mow, and I'm like mowing towards the press box, and like my face is like burning. I'm like, why is it like significantly hotter when I pass this one area? And then I'd go back, and then I'd come back towards the press box, and I'd still feel burning on my face. I was like, mother. Fucker. I figured it out. And I called Stutzman. I was like, I fucking figured it out. So is that, so I went down, what, three years ago and kind of looked at your field? You had a couple 2020 of things. 2020 when I was, we had the old field and I was having, I don't know, di- it was yeah. mostly POA for one. And yeah. then I was having disease issues and I was having grub issues. I was having birds. It looked like someone yeah. aerated my field. Like the birds damage was so significant. I came in and I asked Adam, I was like, did you aerate? He's like, no. It's like, it fucking looks like someone aerated. The bird damage was that bad. Wow. And I called Sussman because I was like, I don't know what's going on. We were supposed to host soccer in like a month. And he was like, I don't know. I can bring Spencer by. And I was like, I will take literally anybody just to look at this. And so was that I mean, sort of short right center field is yeah. kind of where you had like a hot spot. Yeah. Is that where that reflection was hitting? Yep. Okay. We looked at it. I thought it was fucking a disease or something dying. Yeah. No, it's just fucking. Yeah, there's a house burp. on the n- number three green that's up in the back when the sun comes up, it hits and it, then it cooks kind of doesn't really even cook, but man, the Bermuda grass is so much better on that side of the hill from that reflection. Cause it just moves right along the base of it. Hmm. Fucking crazy. Yeah, weird. The weird things I know that happen th- in stadiums. Well, inside of Bank One or whatever Chase Field, I still call it Bank One. Uh, they have mirrors up in the ceiling that was supposed to originally catch the rays and then angle it back down yeah. to exactly so you can sit there and still see them. Yeah. And they look like the size of this computer. Like when you're sitting <laughs> in the stadium and down there, and you look, you're like, oh my god, those are them. Like they thought that was gonna fix this. All I know is here. I can see the future of NFL is going to be stadiums like Arizona and Vegas, mm-hmm. where they put it on a tray. You can roll it outside. You can yeah. still have a st- dome. You can put on whatever the fuck event you want. And my turf is to- totally fine. Those guys have the best job in the world. They yeah. don't do any special events because their field is completely removed from whatever event, concert nonsense right. is happening in yeah, the stadium. That thing goes out and yeah. in comes the RV you yep. know, special. And it can happen basically you know, with only a week in between the games. It's like one Sunday that, or one week and this whole RV thing rolls in there. And then the next weekend, it's back to football. I can't imagine if they build any new stadium that they don't have that technology anymore because yeah. everyone's wondering. Like mm-hmm. Vegas, they the contract was with UNLV, University yes. of Nevada, yeah. Las Vegas, and they wanted artificial. Yep. So they built it so that you can roll the tray of real grass out, roll the artificial out, and you can still have best, best of both worlds. But NFL, I can guarantee going forward, any new stadium built. I'm su- I'm shocked SoFi in yes. L.A. was artificial. I can't imagine any new stadiums going to allow that anymore. I don't think so. Um, well, yeah, That'll I be would. the last one. And I'm shocked they even put artificial in L.A. Coming. It's the best place to fucking grow grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I look at it the same way. Why would you – I mean, I – I got lucky enough to sell to Andy a little bit at, at Arizona, and um, it was it was awesome to to see that in operation, you know, up close. Yeah. Watch that whole thing was really really cool. Um, you know, the one benefit that he has, and I don't know how much Arizona Cardinals pay for it, is he's got. I think it's Evergreen Sod has, I think it's four or five fields a year ready to go that have yeah. the same 
um, FERT program, the same chem program going out in the farm. And when Andy finally looks out there and goes, okay, we didn't get enough sun or the Bermuda's looking a little weak. They literally, Arizona comes out with a big roll and rolls it and it's back. It's, to being, uh, it's in between the hash marks Yep, yeah. four times a year. Yep. And so he gets, and, and, and granted, I mean, he needs it, right? I right. mean, we say that the, the rolling is good, but to be honest, you know, once he gets out of October, the heat's not really there enough to really make it recover well right. enough. So he needs that assistance. There is know? not a football field that does not resod in the season. Oh, yeah. Season. Right. Multiple right. times. Right. It's and impossible most to of them not. all Those have heating huge. systems. Underneath them, you know, a lot of them have the heating systems. Yep, Lambo's is the most impressive. You know where that tech that comes from? ASU's Sun Devil Stadium was the first one. That one, yeah, is Lambo like went down there to look at that, and then obviously the technology yeah. had changed a little bit, but ASU was one of the first ones. I only know of the one turf. It's only yeah. the one tray there yeah. that moves in and out. I don't know yeah. of. So where there was one. So you're talking about one that's basically on like a track, and the whole thing just rolls yep. out, right? right? Yep. So I remember there was a field where every piece could be picked up by a forklift and moved out, yeah. right? I don't so maybe that's kind of. I know they, I'm almost positive outside of Phoenix Stadium, they do have like a half a field that is turf. You know, basically, hey, we're going to SoFi next week. We got to fucking run our plays on this bullshit. Most NFL stadiums have multiple practice fields that are either real grass or artificial just for those purposes. I mean, colleges do too, but the, the, the... Vegas system is the 2.0 version of what Arizona's doing. Because yeah. I know all the Vegas guys went down to Phoenix, said, what would you change about your yeah. tray and all your stuff? Went back to Vegas, said, we're going to do this exact thing, except all these changes. And then that's what they did. And then it's just going to kind of continue from there. Honestly, it's the best, especially Vegas, Phoenix, even though it's cooler. Those are still high sun areas. Oh, You're yeah. still getting full sunlight most of your day. So like, and L.A. should have done the same thing. You're still getting sunlight majority of your day. Well, I remember Andy's complaint to me when I would call on him was that the coach wanted to use the field too much to where it wouldn't get out in the sun enough. So the coach wanted it to be natural more days. So he would roll out the field. He'd have the artificial dome there, and they would you know run plays, and then the coach would be like, well, we don't want to practice out in the 115, so we're going to bring it inside. And then now he's not getting that sunlight, and then he would lose time and lose daylight on actually getting Bermuda to try to. That's you know, grow. mainly what started the whole. Um, we need to have grow these fields right. and prep for it. Right. 
I mean, because that's fucking. Which, unfortunately. I mean, going in between the hash marks. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in and out. Goodbye. If you want to practice on the field, you get to practice on the field. That's just how it works at that level. Right, right. So. And that was his complaint to me was just, you know, hey, I, I want the field to be out for the set amount of hours of sunlight I feel like I need for it to recover. Right. And the coach is telling me we're going inside. So. I'm either painting it or I'm oh replacing boy. it. Oh, boy. Did they ever that Yo, last yeah, game. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh. Absolutely. Kyler Murray did a little slide, and he came up, I think, Totally green. green. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> he was sponsored by BASF mm-hmm. when he was coming up. Their logo was right there on his ass. <laughs> nice. So um, there was a, without a doubt. Um, but, you know, I, I – but fuck it, do use it. Use every one of those colors. I, I think it's back you to Le- when we were talking about Leah and, and Super Juice and her yeah. turf, right? Like you're, you've got this time frame of when you're on TV, when you need to be good. You know, it's probably not the right agronomic plan to say we're going to over, you know, use and, and and basically grow the grass in a level that's not conducive to what it's supposed to be naturally. But it's the way it is. It's the that's the. I just love the labels of everything that's like for highly managed turf or whatever their language is for highly maintenance turf. And I'm like, that's me. Yeah, that's all me. We're very, very highly maintenance. Right. Right. What caused the renovation at your place? Um, So Phil was 12 years old for one and was mostly Poe at that point. And then the damage soccer did just kind of expedited that process. So. Soccer came in in year eight, I guess, and the field was old, but it was still well maintained. And like when it was just baseball, limited yeah. events, well, phenomenal. Well, then now you bring soccer and you're bringing foreign sod in. So now you have we had fairy ring up the yin yang, we had dandelions at clover, issues that had never happened before because we're bringing in foreign sod every other week. Um, didn't help. So and that then, field. So soccer games coming in and foreign sod means the entire pitch. The enti- That's a soccer no, term. No, so though. just the infield skin. Oh, so shit. Everything on the so infield. Just to make it a square. Yes. Right. Everything except the mound came out. We did, We were able to keep our mound in. It was six inches. Wow, yeah. The end line was literally six inches from the mound. Like we squeezed every ounce of that in there. But um, it was also not being able to maintain it properly because – any chance you had to aerate or top dress or spray yeah. or do all the things you wanted to do, you were fucking laying sod for soccer or you were fucking rolling up sod for soccer or you were putting edges back in before a baseball game or washing paint lines off. So all that time yep. spent normally doing your cultural practices to maintain a, a beautiful field is now wasted to soccer. So that expedited that process. And then we kind of went to ownership and said, this needs to happen in X amount of years. Then the PDL came out and said, here are your new expectations for fields. And we're like, well, no time like the present. We, we either lose money next year and not do anything in the fall and have no events in the fall because we're doing a field renovation or we just do it now and bang it out in the spring. And that's what they chose to do. But you did wait a year because the idea originally was during COVID to do the replacement. Yeah, so it was then... planned for the fall of 2020. Okay. Um, obviously, 2020 happened and we didn't make any money. So then it was like, do we do we do not? Do we do we do we not? Right. And then s- spring of 2021, we're like, we just need to do it. Uh, how long did that take? It was scheduled for six weeks, and it only took four. Thankfully, weather cooperated, and our team was unreal. Yeah, like the video, the, the time lapse video you have of it is 
is cool. The guys we I'm a geek for that though. The I guys we chose were phenomenal. Lots. Oh, I think the best thing was showing my wife that I was on the field looking at the pile at oh, one he point. Th- you know what I mean? Like I was loving that part. Like, hey, look, I'm there in the, you know, in the, in the. Like, hey, I'm here. But it was just walking in circles, fucking kicking dirt, doing nothing. Well, that's what you asked me to do. Analyze. Sometimes you don't want him touching anything. Right. You know what you need to buy now. Right. Exactly. He should have clipped a fucking mat to his ass and let him drag the infield. But you know they did a great job. The the way that it was, um, I would say that that field, the way it was done from the coro right from the from the the coro out to like the way they were able to synchronize it really well like they when these people were off the field the next ones were ready to go and then when those people were off the field the next ones were ready to go i mean they had a pile that was so large (laughs) right phrase mowing got out of control uh, and then we had to so we phrase mode everything out and then we the oh i'm blanking too many truly pushing dirt machine. The, bulldo- oh, really? the bulldozer. The bulldozer. bulldozer. That yeah, was a tough one. Wow, you just yeah. you just Listen, ruined yourself. Every bull- yeah. really long. No, I promise she's actually smart. Yeah. <laughs> Where's that one? Yeah. Remember the one I had when I was working with the Tonka truck? Hire girls. The, they're yeah. super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna they, say they yeah, there's the only things. four of them. It's no longer the guys. It's the guys and the girls. <laughs> and all the girls in this industry. The bulldozer had to push. Uh, so we ended up taking five inches of our. It was basically black layer. Yeah. There was no. It. We did our core sample, our drainage, and it was drained at 0.0 inches an hour in our top five inches. So Whoa. that That's also expedited slick. the uh, field renovation process. But we um, were lucky in that and very different from golf. So we had two separate surfaces. Obviously, you have a dirt guy comes in and just does dirt and you have a grass guy that just comes in and does yeah. grass and it makes a project sometimes difficult when you were redoing stuff like that at a project that scale but thankfully both of those guys that i had hired worked together at multiple other projects and worked really well they're this they're basically the same person which was phenomenal for our project and that's why everything went off so well and then it was it was great for some of the guys for us, like she was saying, she's the great donator, right? Or the, or the corporate sponsor. I had courses that, you know, would, would take some of the dirt. So she was going to get charged to dispose of the dirt, mm-hmm. not just the trucking. And I was able to get two courses to take all of it. I was like, and I'll pay the trucking fee if I yep. don't have to pay the dump yeah, fee. Because right, yep. the dump fee was killing us. Yep. So I was like, do you need anybody who needs this much black layer? <laughs> but it, it, really wa- it really wasn't. I mean, once you got it up. Well, once you once break it, it got up, once you broke it up. Yeah, 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 broke yeah. It up. Yeah. When it's sitting there, it's not great. Out. When it's broken up. It was fine. Those guys loved it. And it was like saving her, you know, 20 grand, 30 grand off the that, top. And then all of the old infield dirt we donated to all, we donated to five different high schools. Yep. So mm-hmm. didn't have to pay a dumping fee for that. Just paid trucking. And then uh, Feather River College took some too. Yep. So like I organized to be able to spread. So how deep do you go down with the skin pulling that off? Um, that went down four inches and then we brought four inches of new okay. infield dirt. I think oh. my favorite part of it was so. We were joking about the hobos and the side, but 
she had tent sitting oh literally in the back, right? And so she brings Reno's in hundreds, a, hundreds a, I mean, of people. Reno is a beautiful place. I mean, from the sky in a plane. Yeah, just don't I mean, I drive down Main I can't Street. imagine. Don't that. go down No, Street. I mean, it's a complete joke. I can't imagine why there's not way more people living there. There it's, was probably it's, o- it's over It's like Wista, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. Close to yeah. 200. Oh, there was, there was in the back of center field, the, basically. The biggest little city in the world had the next littlest, <laughs> biggest city right, in the world right, right And there. what I thought was hilarious is, so she's, you know, removing sod and then bringing in big oh, old yeah, sod, yeah, right? And so they oh my God. were all over it. So, again, same thing. She's got extra roles outside. I was telling golf courses, go meet up. We'll put it in the back. You know, you need something for a tee or it, she's already paid for it. It's here. Here we go. I roll down Tent City, and every single tent had, had a, a lawn. Ro- had a lawn. Torn <laughs> apart lawn. The back, you know, they, like front our mad. sod guy had the sod loader and was hauling it down no, skid row. Yeah. And those guys were giving him money for the fucking sod rolls to put in their tents. Oh they God. gave us their crap money for the carpet. The Dude, literally, like, I could just see somebody literally pull, pushing the shopping cart. And, and again, down on the lock, literally gets to the front, wipes oh, yeah. his feet on the grass, and gets into his Exactly. Pants, right? Like, oh, it was just man. wild. And I was like, what are we, where am I? Maybe like, you should have sold your consulting services to him, you know? <laughs> hey, here's a fertility program <laughs> for your lawn. <laughs> right. Oh God, they they ate it. I mean, we had so much extra. Um, thankfully, we didn't. All of it sod was phenomenal. We it was February, and like the sod farm we got it from was Eastern Washington, and the reason we got it was because their climate's the same as ours. Okay. So we were expecting a little bit more, like winter die out or like frost damage in the rolls, and all of them rolled out phenomenally. So then we ended up having all these. Okay, all these. <laughs> yeah. I just got another drink, and yeah. I. I guess that's what we're doing today. Well, yeah. I already don't know what a bulldozer is called. I mean, that's half of the podcast. I'm not going to know what I'm saying, so this is going to go good. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking bulldozer. You're never going to let me forget that one. The the dirt pusher. You're never going to let me let that one down. He might not. I'll be fine. Oh, no. I'm changing your contact in my phone to dirt pusher thing. To the squeaky pusher. Oh, no. Uh, oh. I did get to run one of those big loaders to load up the trucks, hauling all this shit out of there. That thing scared the absolute shit out of me. Like those things get on like off kilter. I know it's not oh, going to yeah. flip. Like I know those things are almost impossible to flip, but like there's still a possibility and it freaked me out, mm-hmm. especially like I'm small. I'm not a very big person. I'm like throwing my foot down on the floorboard. Like that's going to fucking tip it back. <laughs> 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 well, the other thing that's funny too is that, what also was impressive is, to be honest, the, the the center field, her area actually necks down pretty tight. Like, you know, center field opens up. It's pretty open. She's got her, you know, spots to the right, spots to the left that you can go. But when you're actually driving down like a big truck, it's The it, ramp it's down, like the only entrance to the field, and this goes for concerts, too, that we have issues. Yeah. Is like the ramp down is really steep. And then the turn is real tight. Like it's all real close to a 90 degree angle at the bottom of that ramp to get a truck to go down and turn. It was a little tough, but we made it work. Yep. Absolutely. (laughs) It just got a little tough towards the end when you're trying to like back stuff in because you can't turn around anymore. 
like when the dump trucks were able to like turn around. Yeah, right. It was fine, but uh, once we got sod laid, it was not as easy. What's the uh, what's the expectation for the field? Like as far as life, like we not kill depends it? on. No, like you know, different <laughs> different levels with of the bu- di- with the big ten years thing. to straighten right. it out. I got ten yeah. years exactly. to figure yeah. it out if I do. But no, you know, we put in like bunkers in Arizona. It's like you got about eight years, and those things need to be redone. Greens, depending on what your program is, but you know, a high end club is twelve, fifteen years. They're ripping these things out. Mine are going to be there forever. What do you guys say? Like after you do something like that, is this just? Do we have a plan in budget wise that in 12 years we're going to be redoing this again? Or we feel that the program we are on culturally, this thing stays totally fine. Um, if we had zero events, <laughs> that'd be a different okay. timeline. Uh, ideally, this the way we're trending right now is about 10 years. Okay. So like a almost like a green. They'll be resodding and they'll be whatever there is. But to do the project to the extent that we did it and i would uh, i would expect irrigation and other things to have issues in the next 10 years too so was that all redone too no so we only went down so we have a 10 inch root zone is that banana lands to you that we already just ripped out the field like why don't we just put in all this new pipe and heads yeah it was two and a half acres like i can do that Tomorrow afternoon, if you're free. Oh, fucking. <laughs> I should have hired you when we had all of our fucking irrigation issues during the project. Shoot. Right, right, right. Yeah. I so, wish. So, no. Um, it wasn't, it wasn't because the way our field's built is 10 inch root zone. We have a fabric layer and then it's five inches of three quarter inch gravel and then the irrigation lines are under that. So, like, it would take a lot. To okay. really fuck up that irrigation. Like, we don't knock on wood again. Fuck. I have a lot of irrigation issues in 2020, but that was different, valve related. But um, thankfully, nothing really gets down that low enough to have issues. Okay. So, like, integrity wise, I think it's okay. And I knew, I well, I knew it was okay. And we did read. I put in all new heads and like new swing joints on okay. things and like all that stuff was redone while we had everything open. But, um, in 10 more years, probably take that fabric layer out and start over. So what's the, I mean, you're talking about events kind of causing the deterioration and need for a new field. Is it, is it compaction? Is it POA? What, what's the, the downfall or the, the cause? Yes. Um, okay. Also, it's like the same as soccer. Like you're losing time keeping up on the maintenance because you're fixing concert shit or you're fixing nitro circus shit or uh, the renowned gala. We put 40,000 square feet of flooring down. I'm more worried about that than I am taking care of what needed to get done if that yeah. wasn't there. So it's expediting that process. It's also bringing into Weeds, disease, POA, shit like that. What's your crew size? Uh, myself and my assistant. Just you two. <laughs> you two full have... time, okay, year round. Okay, so it's you two full time year round. Then, like, what do you guys have for a game day crew or, um, you know, so your Mondays? I do have an intern this year. I got an intern. Big, big deal for that one. I'm trying to find a seasonal assistant. I have an eight month seasonal. If anybody's 
interested in doing baseball? I'll send you my resume. <laughs> Eight seventy-five an hour. <laughs> Yes. Two, what is your ideal scenario? Where do you want to be? What's that look like? I don't want to mow at 9 a.m. Oh, she wants to come in at 10. Okay. I want somebody (laughs) else to be in at 9, and I come in at like 10 or 11. (laughs) Is is it sports turf? Is it just being outside? Like, what is this thing that puts you over the edge? You don't have to deal with nonsense. What's that look like? Um, events, no events would be no nonsense, so <laughs> but no that's not an baseball? option. Yeah, but that's hard to find nowadays. So like, well, on the events, I mean, in all fairness, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like us in golf, right? Like we would love to not have to worry that the event lawn is, you know, completely dialed every five seconds. But if, you know, you know, Mr. And Mrs. Smith are getting married and dropping 30 grand, Right, we're obviously here we go. And with the concerts making the amount of money that they are, it's a necessary evil to keep the place afloat to that extent. So, I mean, I think I can honestly say they did the concerts really well for being out there and help, you know, you know, helping out like I fucking helped out, you know, um, know, right? You know, just watching. All we know is just clip a fucking mat to his ass. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Put him to work. But but watching kick that pile of dirt one more time. Exactly. Watching it, though, I would say that it, you know, if it doesn't get too compacted, I would think that that's a great revenue stream, to be honest with you, to be able to. To do it, it's like wet. I, I look at it as like weddings in the turf industry, right? In the golf industry, yeah. Like if the golf course was flat and they barely made money and they made two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year in weddings and they were okay with it, great. Everybody yeah. would be happy and there'd be no problems. Yeah, right? there's, a, there's a club right across the street from me that is looking to spend a ton of money on their clubhouse. They're not going to put anything into the golf course, at least at this point, and it's solely because they've, you know, punched the numbers and said, "Wow." We've had this many people ask if we can have weddings here and we can't even hold like the fucking Girl Scouts event in right. town. You know, it's twenty five, well, thirty people. Proms, yep. Crazy money it. that they I'll were talking about. I'll give you one more in like, Reno. There was a course shit. in Reno that went under two thousand thirteen, right before I came to Arizona, two thousand twelve, that is now going to be rejuvenated and brought back only as nine holes. And the rule is, or the reason is, because there is a spot at the top that overlooks the whole town, and it used to be the wedding spot. That golf course did every wedding in everywhere because it looked everything, and they made the ridiculous amount of money. So this guy in the landscape industry said, I'll buy it or I'll take it over, right? I'm going to put in an event center at the top. I'm not putting in a building. I'm literally putting in a floor and a pop-up tent and what do i need to do and the city said well we want the golf course back to a certain capacity and they negotiated to have nine holes so they weren't going to go to 18 they're going to take nine holes back for the community that when they bought the golf course or when they bought homes had the golf course there and now all of a sudden their home values go down because they don't have the golf course anymore so now they're literally doing this but his idea is to make it a top golf like facility not top golf but natural driving range that can overlook the whole valley sell chicken wings and beer while people hit balls, have a nine hole facility and make money at the events doing pop-up weddings as much as they can. And then there's 72 homes that are getting developed that were already there. So it, 
I mean, sometimes it's not, you know, it's not even about golf at that point. And I, and I'm not saying it's not about baseball for you, but on the same token, it's if the, you know, if they're going to give you that much money to have the event, right. It, it makes sense. Now, your guys' volunteer stuff that you do in the community might suffer a little bit of the, you know, hosting this to help out the baseball or whatever, right? Because, you know, Arizona, all the USA fall ball and all that, they all pay. Yeah. Not, not oh, one yeah. person doesn't come in and pay. And I'm sure they pay a little bit, but you guys are pretty generous with the field when you can be. Yeah, so we make money on – so we host three to four high school games a year, and it's a fundraiser for the high school programs. And then we make money on it, too. So everybody wins, and it's all fine and dandy, and we look like we do good things and all the fun stuff and good yeah. press, you know. But then now we're looking at hosting high school regional tournaments. So that's a four-day tournament, 15 games, and we're not going to make much money on it. It's just a press good deed. We help our community thing. And those are the ones where you have to be like, we'll do it this year and maybe then again in five years. Those are like the terms you negotiate. Like this is not an every year thing because this is also during our season. So they're looking at one of the six days where we're away. Four of those are now high school baseball games, which I would rather host those than a fucking concert. But like it's still wear and tear on the field and it's still. During COVID, we got called by some track association that was kind of, I looked at it as like a, um, uh, what is the basketball that the kids play that are AU of running? Basketball thing kids play? Yeah. You give me Yeah, that's like the dirt pusher. That was like a nothing to do with it. Well, the basketball thing that kids play that are good is the AAU. Yeah, that is good. I'm going to sit here and take my shit and not dish it out. That's not I appreciate it. Bring it. Yeah, keep it coming. Um. Anyways, we got called to host like the national... AAU of cross country on the golf course. And it was like, well, so what kind of money can we make off of this? You know, that's the first question I know. And it was like, no, it needs to be donated. This is for high school kids. They're, and actually, was, can you pay us? And this was because Arizona was wide open during COVID and wherever they were coming from was closed down. So they couldn't even do that. So they just wanted to come and run on our golf course. No, thank <laughs> like, you. No, yeah. no, but if they were like, "Hey, we're willing to pay," what is that price? That's a we, price that you yeah. and your and your you, you, you run know, on the car paths, right? Careful. <laughs> there you go, injuring yeah. people. Yeah, exactly. it's not real careful. Grass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Funny stuff. You got anything else you want to cover? Do you want to cover your beer? Oh, the beer. The beer. Oh, the beer. Yeah, the beer. This beer review is brought to you by Custom Turf Applications. Custom Turf Applications is the only company you need for fast, accurate applications of granular fertilizers, soil amendments, or throwing your seed out there during overseed. Well, now he wants to announce that he just got himself a GPS dual fan spray unit specifically configured to spray turf paints. With that GPS uh, unit, and he also has GPS individual nozzle control, so that means you're not going to have any skips, overlaps, or streaks on your golf course when you're laying these things down. He services the Palm Desert area, Vegas area, Tucson, and of course the Phoenix Valley. If you need any help with it, spreading every, any of your granular applications, or if you want to try them out and get them out there spraying some of these turf paints so you don't have to deal with the mess and running sp- paint through your spray rigs, I know some of you guys are a little nervous with that, why don't you email Jason at jbarber at customturfapps.com. Dot com, and you can find all details on the pricing and scheduling. 
Also, it's not too early to get your dates for overseas because, man, those things book up fast. Already locked me in for third week of September because we go early. Again, if you need any help with that, why don't you email Jason at jbarber at customturfapps.com. So we can go through these. So do you kn- you don't know the rule on the beer. So the beer is... Um, so we do oh, beer I reviews. Do mango, dude. I can't do the mango. Oh, good morning. Um, so the way the beer works is birdie, par, bogey, eagle... And there's some criteria, basically. Double tanks. bogey. Yeah, there's double double bogey max. You can never go higher than that because it's yeah. just going to be undrinkable. And I don't know. Or you get the Dan shot. That's what that is. So I'm right now drinking an awkward family dinner. Is the name of it from <laughs> Mister? Yeah, and the can is awesome. It looks the like can an old. Can is pretty cool. Like a yeah. garbage pail kids card. That's a great way to look um, at Mister Tartacular. It's a sour. Which right away just means garbage. Which right away means not my style, but me and Dan had been talking that we've got to force ourselves to drink these things that uh, we would never, ever, ever buy. I'm shocked that it's not so bad. Um, I think a sour drinker would give this, they'd have to give this thing a solid, solid par easy because I'm going to give it a par for a sour. And I'm a not par a sour for a sour, but what what for just in rate? general? Yeah. No, in general it's, it's a, bogey. a par. No, in general it's a par. I can drink it, but I don't. <sighs> I don't think I could ever give this a birdie. Okay. No. But I'm not a sour drinker. It's okay. really good, as far as sours go. Maybe my taste after the 47 other beers that I had all day today. <laughs> maybe this is just tastes like the rest of them. It's probably better than that Coors Latte you got. There is nothing better than that. Come on. Anybody that drinks that much water, Coors Light is the best water on the planet Earth. I always say Coors Light, maybe the best way to drink Coors Light is on ice in a styrofoam cup. In I don't it, think I could do that. It's excellent. All right, I'll try it. I'd go there. Any, or ice there. ice out of a Yeti, too. Okay. Ice out of Yeti is... Oh, just like scoop it out into the Solo cup and yeah. pour it right over? <laughs> Ice and a Yeti does wonders for any of right. these seltzers that you guys are drinking. Well, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm drinking the Pendleton because the Angel's Envy got. Yeah, I polished yeah, that. Polished, polished that, that one right off. This is very good, and Leah is kind of going with the more girls theme with the Truly Pineapple right now. Uh, yeah, I'm holding down the basic white girl fort over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so on that note, what's it like being a woman in turf? Oh, it's just <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> just fucking awesome. But but here's the real question. So at the end of the night, you've been here for going it's on over testosterone. 12 hours. Yeah. How does the truly taste? Is it a birdie, a par? When you get a truly or you get a white claw or you get a seltzer. Is, is that, that your go-to, go-to? Leah? You, is it truly a go-to uh, of the seltzer? I would say Miller Light's my go-to. Oh, I'm going to okay. be honest. Right. I'm okay. a Miller Light That's guy. Okay. Big Miller Light guy. <laughs> Uh, no Miller Lite here. <laughs> Sorry. A big Miller Lite guy. <laughs> I know you're not. If it's hashtag sponsored by Miller Lite, maybe yeah. eventually. Well, One we day. didn't get requests. We do request for oh. this next time, so mm-hmm. we will make sure we have Miller well, Lite in the Well, that's yeah. okay. I drink. I'm not picky. I drink anything, but there was truly, so I picked this. Okay. So Just you're not depends like on the day. Beer type. No. Um, there, it's a hundred pounds, and that's a lot. 
like one of those and I'm done. It was funny. We were just in Savannah and that's at sea level. And I'm used to drinking at 5,000 feet. And like I'm used to when I go out, my bar tab is I have two, three mixed drinks or like three, four beers. And like I'm good. And fucking Savannah, double that. And I was like, oh, this is what normal people have to fucking pay at the bar? <laughs> this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I don't fucking buy eight beers at the bar ever. So are you hiring or not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely hiring. So I don't think there's much more to cover. Yeah, with that, I hey, uh, just want to thank you very much for coming on and sharing the story of the sports field. Never mind being a woman. I mean, that's a whole nother story we're mesmerized by it because it's it's awesome and there's so few of you guys that are doing it um keep that up thank you mark once again for bringing me here hey thank you so much Uh, i i really appreciate you coming out and doing this and you know we used to you know hang in arizona i thought it would be great to have you come out and and we're always i'm hoping to get more listeners me too here and and get people i'll retweet it it. at 4500 may listen to it nice no one's, you know, but who's counting, right? Yeah. No yeah. one's counting on that. Hey, do yeah. you want the fucking listeners or not? No, I'll, yeah. I'll right. take Let me see what my yeah. 204. How, how low are you mowing your greens now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not low enough, apparently. And uh, Spencer, thank you for coming on and being part of this and cooking the Thank food. you for cooking. Thank you. Yeah. For cooking. 10 out of 10. 12 yeah. out of 10 yeah. on the you. cooking. Can we, please, can we please stop telling him that he needs to get paid for that? Because he's doing it. Uh, rightfully of, so. No, I mean, he's no. that. it's that good. No, the wife's here and she's already looking at me yeah. like, how much is that going to be? Yeah, you, so. uh, you opened my eyes up to a whole other way of cooking meat. That's for sure. Um, well, thank you, everybody. With that, I'm going to say later. Stay pissed, everybody. You're supposed to say I love you, Mom and Dad. All right, I love you, Dan's okay, Mom Dan. and Dad. Yeah, Dan's Mom and Dad, we love hometown. you. Oh, yeah, hometown. Yeah, true. Dennis and I.